This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I uh, One of the things I I still blame Pep Hamilton for a lot of this, starting the game off with a handoff to Dari Gumbawale, trying to throw a two-point conversion pass to Laramie Tunsil. Uh, I can't remember if it was a pass or a run to Brandon Cooks for oh. zero yards. Yeah, And it's just the offense is awful. And – you know, against Philadelphia and the Giants, they had, Damian Pierce averaged like 120 yards a game rushing. And then in his last two games, he's just been shut down. The offensive line is just terrible. And one thing I looked up, Sean, besides being outscored 50 to nothing in the last two games, they have given up 533 yards in the first half to their 37. And they are one of 12 on third down. And when it first downs, I think they have uh, they have four to the opponent's 33. Yeah. That is a reflection on poor coach, poor preparation, and a poor game plan. And what's so interesting about this game, this game loss wasn't on the defense and special teams. Special teams were terrific again. And the defense, it wasn't the defense's fault that there was a three-yard touchdown drive or a fumble return for a touchdown. Defense gave up one touchdown pass, forced two a tongue of a low out of the game when they they beat him up. And uh and it was it was not on them. You know, Lovey Smith talked about big plays against the defense in the first half. You know, they had one, they had one touchdown pass and a and a short run, and then of course field goals. So this is on the offense, just like most of them are. It's on the offense, and it starts with Pep Hamilton. Yeah, I, the offense is the is the most egregious culprit. I, I have a hard time giving any flowers to the defense, John. They did give up 282 yards, I think, something along those lines in the first half of the game. Like they, they did. They, they were bad. They also gave up a three-yard touchdown drive and interception return for a touchdown. That's not their fault. So if they hadn't – if the offense hadn't done that to him, it would have been, let's see, 16 instead of 30 to nothing. Yeah. 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 The defense outplayed the offense something terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, well, which wasn't hard to do. As you mentioned, 25 mm-hmm. plays, 32 yards in the first half of this game. We'll get into stock up and stock down in just a second, John. I, I was saying this to Clint Sterner in the postgame show. I, I think the thing that I'm most tired about is doing postgame shows where there's really – nothing about the game to talk about. You know what I mean? Like I would say the only time we've ever really broken down a decision made in a game by a coach this year was Lovey deciding to punt in overtime against Indianapolis. Other than that, (laughs) it's just like, seriously, like John, can you think of one time where like, well, I can't believe Lovey threw that challenge flag, or I can't believe he decided to go forward on fourth and whatever. Like 
at least with David Cully last year, we were talking about him botching in-game decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there was actual, there was actual things going on in the game where the games were competitive. John, this, this is a, they're a homecoming team right now. Like they're a homecoming opponent for the rest of the NFL right now. They're, they are an FCS school playing in an FBS world. Like that's, that's the difference between the Texans and everybody else. The only reason this game was 30 to 15 was because the Dolphins lost interest in playing. Like they just didn't show up for the second half. And I, John, I love the fact that Mike McDaniel was still running his offense with 10 minutes to go in the game. He's, he's throwing the football with Skylar Thompson, who is, is not in the NFL because of his arm talent. He's there because he is a running quarterback, the rookie out of Kansas state seventh round pick. And Mike McDaniel's still throwing the ball, and he does not care at all that there's incomplete passes, that he's stopping the clock. Mike McDaniel, it wasn't some sort of egregious, like, just negligence on his part to allow the Texans to hang around in this game. He was just treating the fourth quarter like it was a preseason game and running his stuff, getting Skylar Thompson a chance to get some reps against, a, an, you know, I'll call it an NFL defense. Uh, I, I thought that was the ultimate, I don't want to say show of disrespect, I don't think that Mike McDaniel was doing it to disrespect the Texans. It was the ultimate lack of respect, I guess I'll call it for an opponent. Like he, he is throwing incomplete passes in the fourth quarter of a game where the Texans are closing the gap and he doesn't even care. Like the, the te- he would have given the Texans till Tuesday and they wouldn't have scored 30 points in this game. It was like a joint practice. Yes. That's what it was. The second half of this game. That's embarrassing, John. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I guess before we get into stock up and stock down, do you think Lovey Smith survives this season? Has anything that happened today changed your assessment of that? I said last week on every show I did and on our podcast, if they got embarrassed again, like they did in Washington and that kept happening, he'd be fired right now. I don't know how they cannot fire him in clean house. Although I try to keep Frank Ross because the special teams remain really good. Punt return average today was outstanding. Cam Johnston was great. Four touchdowns by Kaimi Fairbairn. And of course, all perfect snaps. So the special teams, if we can fault the special teams for one thing, it's they can't score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. If the special teams scored two or three touchdowns in the first half, they might not be getting <laughs> embarrassed so bad. But I think there's a good chance now the McNairs will have to clean house because you can't keep embarrassing an organization like this. Plus, Lovey Smith has become very defensive, snippy. Yep. Uh, it's obvious he doesn't like the negative questions, which I'm surprised because he coached nine years in Chicago, two years in Tampa. They had quarterback issues uh, just basically about the whole time he was at eight, both of them until they drafted Jameis Winston first overall and made him the starting quarterback in Lovey's second season. But right now, you can see his frustration boil over. You know, he don't want to talk about bad first halves. He wants to talk about the positives from the second. Yeah. He said they put themselves in position to win the game, and I'm thinking that's delusional. There's nobody who thought for an instant 
that they were going to win that game. I understand why he wants to talk about the second half. That's for the players. You know, they don't care about the, the media and the fans. That's for the players, trying to get the players to focus on something they can sell as a positive. But right now, you know, even the thing back, the lead on my column on gallerysports.com was about they got a quarterback controversy, and it has nothing to do with who's playing. It has to do with, Lovey said after the game, they didn't split the reps. And on Friday, Kyle Allen said they split the reps. And he didn't find out till Friday he was a starting quarterback. And they should have told him early in the week, and they should have given him every single snap with the first team because Davis Mills didn't need it. Even if he had to play because of an injury, he could have gone in and couldn't have played any worse than he has been. So, you know, you got the coach and the quarterback contradicting themselves on something like that. It wouldn't have made any difference if he took every snap because this offense is just pathetic, and it starts with Pep Hamilton, who Lovey Smith continues to blindly support. John, do you think that the Texans, if they fire Lovey Smith, that'll be two one-and-done coaches, both minorities. Do you think that they will catch any heat over that, or is this team just so bad that even the most staunch Rooney Rule watchdogs look at it and go, no, you got to fire the guy. Like it's, this is, this is a complete and utter embarrassment. He's, he's embarrassing himself in press conferences. The team is going backwards. They, they're, they're make they're, they have record lows of offense in the first half. Do, what, what do you think the, if this continues and they fire him, what do you think the reaction will be? I think that's the way it'll be locally. I think nationally they'll get ripped like crazy. And because uh, national people don't pay that much attention on what's going on. All they do, they see a record and a coach that had, one season, and then they see another coach that had one season. Had they kept that coach, would they have been better this year because they're worse this year? But when it comes to that, and I think the NFL wouldn't like it either, but the McNairs and Nick Casario have to do what they think is best for the franchise to win. And if that's the clean house, they got a clean house. Then, of course, they got to make sure they are the right coach. If Josh McCown was the head coach calling the plays, could this offense be any worse? No, no, I, no, no chance. Like that—that's what's—that's how bad it's gotten with Lovey John. Is it? I am in a place now where I wish they'd hired Josh McCown. I am at a place now <laughs> where they—and I'm not even being funny about this—they would have been better off just keeping David Cully and Tim Kelly. Like they—I I think it's inarguable. They would—they would have been better off. I don't know if this football team would be better, but overall, what you and I just talked about—the—the—the the, the heat surrounding the team, if and when they fire Lovey. It would be a lot easier to fire David Cully after two years than it will be to fire Lovey Smith after one year and Cully the year prior firing him. And I don't think the team would have been any better or worse off in terms of development of rookie. Like none of these rookies are developing right now, John. These rookies are all in fact, let's let's save this because these are all good stock up, stock down uh topics to uh to hit. You want to put a bow on anything here, John, before we get to stock up, stock down? If they'd kept Cully, they'd been ripped like crazy. Yep. And the way I look at it is I thought Lovey was a great move, and I thought not bringing McCown in was a great move. And now I'm saying it's not, so I'm contradicting myself on hindsight. But when you're as bad as they are right now and you're in danger of not winning another game, uh, they can't beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville just beat Baltimore. Now, I'm, I'm confident they will not win another game. They'll go once – one fifteen and one, and get the first pick. Yep, I think that's where it's headed right now.